The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Wow. What a day for the Royals. This is your dish for game one of the Toronto series. And how improbable was that win? Eight to six, the Royals take it in the 10th inning. And not even sure where to begin when we talk about today, because obviously we also need to go over the reassigning of roles in the Royals dugout from Pedro Grafal to Dale Swaim to Mike Gershley. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but let's start with this bizarre game in which we saw some things you just don't see very often. Number one, we saw Edwin Encarnacion turn into Mickey Mantle tonight, literally, as he tied Mantle's record for home runs in the month of May. Just absolutely amazing watching Edwin Encarnacion swing the bat right now. He clubbed two more home runs tonight against the Royals off of James Shields. So first of all, we saw Encarnacion, who scares me to death tomorrow against the lefty Jason Vargas. More on that later also. But we also saw James Shields struggle once again in a very important game against a good team. We saw Billy Butler get thrown out at first base on a ground ball to right field. We can't even call it a single because if it was a single, you're inferring he made it to first and then got thrown out you know, behind him. He grounded out to right field. How do you do that in the ninth inning? Billy Butler grounds out to Jose Bautista. We saw that. We saw Jose Reyes lose the game for Toronto with two outs in the ninth with an error on a routine ground ball to shortstop. That's something you don't see very often, and obviously you don't see very often the Royals getting four extra base hits this year, including a home run off of the bat of Salvador Perez. Two days in a row, a Royals catcher has gone deep with Brett Hayes yesterday and Salvi today. And it was enough. The Royals somehow pulled this one out 8-6. to six. So much to go over with this game. So, Let's start with James Shields. Now, before I start talking about James Shields, let me quantify that he is my favorite player on this Royals team. I love the guy. I wish there was some way to re-sign him. I'm one of those guys who backed the trade to Tampa. I know that wasn't a real popular thing and probably still isn't a real popular thing. So I was all for that trade to Tampa. To this day, I thought it was a good trade no matter what happens. I think it was the right move at that time. But, you know, I was 150% satisfied with, with James last year with all that said. I'm at around 80% this year. I have not been super, super happy with James Shields on a few of his starts this year. I thought he's been, well, I think disappointing is a little bit strong, but I think he's been disappointing this year. I really do. And I think he'd probably tell you the same thing. I mean, his ERA is right there, 3.36. It went up quite a bit tonight, giving up, of course, the six are in runs in seven innings. But 3.36 is good. He's in the top 10 of multiple pitching categories. You know you're going to get 200 innings out of him, plus... You know, are going to get somebody competing every five days, a leader. But in games where the Royals really needed him to be the stopper this year, especially in some of their big interdivision games, it just hasn't happened like it needs to. You go back, well, let's go back to Detroit. The Friday night game here against the Tigers at Kauffman Stadium for the second straight year turned into a nightmare for James Shields and the Royals that night. He went six and a third, gave up seven runs, all earned against Detroit. Last year, on a Friday night, he gave up three and two-thirds in September, giving up ten earned runs. So, you know, against Detroit, when the Royals were already 0-2, this is their year where they're all in. 
you want to set the tone of that series. You want to save your bullpen. You want to come out with a win at home against Detroit after you lost those first two, and he just got lit up in that game, got lit up last year. So he really has not pitched overall that well against Detroit. He's had some solid starts. Yes, he has had some good starts against Detroit. He was, he was solid this year on opening day, for example. There were several last year as well. But So that kind of disappointed me right there. Then you had the, the start in Minnesota on that Saturday afternoon when Mike Moustakis had that key error. The double play ball should have gotten James Shields out of the early inning. I think it was the second inning when that happened. Gave up seven runs. Only one was earned, but did not pitch well that game either. You know, sometimes an error can save a pitcher in some ways, at least as far as his ERA goes, and it kind of did in that game. Then you have tonight where the Royals, I mean, the season was just about to completely tank. We weren't too much further away from that. Had the Royals lost tonight, maybe lost, you know, three or four in this series, the season would have been pretty close to have been tanked. You'd be what at that point? Six games under five hundred with some real tough games coming up. I mean, it'd be very easy to never see 500 again had you lost tonight and then lost a couple more in this series. Now, the Royals still could win tonight and lose the next three, and they're still in bad shape. But for now, they did get the win tonight, but it wasn't because of James Shields. This is a game that the Royals had to have tonight. I mean, you've lost four in a row. You fired your hitting coach, kind of a knee-jerk reaction, according to some. Some are thinking the blame is misguided. Nationally, you're turning into kind of a punchline again from baseball pundits and analysts. So I expected a little bit more tonight, especially when the Royals tried to seize the momentum back and did a couple of times. Let's go over James Shields' line first. Seven innings, six runs, eight hits, did have six strikeouts and no walks. That was good. But three home runs, two to Encarnacion, one to Joey Bat. So the Royals fell behind 2 nothing in the first, which is you know, not, not uncommon for a pitcher like James Shields, who typically, quote-unquote, you get him early or you don't get him. The Royals, though, battled back in the fourth to tie it. So you're back to 2-2. All right, but then next half inning gives it right back. Two runs, bam, home run, Encarnacion, four to two, Toronto. KC then come, you know, came storming back there with three runs in the top of the fifth, went ahead five to four thanks to an improbable inning of extra base hits. I love that. So they got three in the top of the fifth, one ahead. Shields was able to throw up a zero in the bottom of the fifth, but then once again, bottom of the sixth, two run shot again, Encarnacion. You know the guy's on fire. You cannot let him beat you twice in the same game. You just can't let it happen. I don't care if the pitch was three inches inside and not a horrible pitch. It just can't happen. It's a results game. So six innings, you know, giving up two leads, giving up when the Royals came back to tie it. That just wasn't the game you look for at a James Shields. So that's three games I cited so far this year where I think pretty much everyone can agree he didn't live up to what he needed to in those quote-unquote big games. You had the one with Detroit. You had the one after losing the first game against Minnesota when you were struggling. And if you remember that Friday night game, the Royals were completely destroyed. Then you had the one today, obviously, off of a four-game losing streak and the panic setting in and the firings and the reassignings. So just, you know, something to think about with James Shields. I love the guy to death. I hope we re-sign him still. I just expected a little bit more out of him so far in the early part of this year. But let's talk about some good things that did happen today. Let's start with that ninth inning. We mentioned Salvador Perez had the home run earlier. The Royals had four extra base hits, so give them some credit. The offense did a lot better in this game. Eight runs on 14 hits for the Royals. But that ninth inning, first at bat against Casey Jansen, who blows saves about as often as the Royals hit home runs, which this never happens. Casey Jansen is automatic. You had Eric Hosmer grounding out to start the inning. Then Billy Butler comes up, and as I've been saying, you know, his numbers would tell you that he's in a little bit of a slump the last week or so, but he's been having a lot better at-bats. He's been elevating pitches. He's looking a lot better. Had two hits going into that last at-bat tonight. Should have had three. Hit a shot to right field 
right to Jose Bautista, who came up gunning and threw out Billy Butler at first. He grounded out to right field. So at that point, you've blown the game three times. You're losing 6-5. Now there's two outs, nobody on. The team's got to be you know, completely deflated, don't they? I know the fans are at that point. Billy Butler grounds out to right field, two outs, nobody on. You're down by one. Game's over, right? But then the at-bat happened that nobody will remember. Nobody will talk about this at-bat. But Alex Gordon, the leader of this offense, maybe not one of those rah-rah in your face kind of guys, but a leader by example, he came up and had a major league at-bat. Alex Gordon got down to the count 0-2, so then you really think the game's over, right? 0-2, two outs, nobody on. Took a couple of close pitches. Worked the count back to 3-2. and two. He sat up there, waited. If it was something borderline way outside that he got rung up on, you know, Alex is going to let the umpire ring him up on that. Alex is up there to do his job. He wasn't going to be able to hit those pitches. He took them. Credit to him on that. Got the count back to 3-2. Broken bat, looping single into center field. Kept the game going for Alex Gordon. Tremendous A-B by Gordon in that situation. He comes out for a pinch runner. Some people are criticizing that. I love the move. You're two outs to the ninth. Gordon, I don't know that he's going to steal second base right there. Do you really want to send him right there when you've got Dyson on the bench? It's a great move by Nedios, even though a lot of people are questioning it. And then Dyson scored on a ground ball to shortstop when Reyes made a bad throw to first after Salvador Perez hit a routine grounder that should have ended the game. Dyson came flying around third. Would Alex have scored there? I don't know, probably. But the move, the, you know, the move worked. The Royals tied the game. Lorenzo Cain was unable to drive in Salvador Perez, but the Royals did. Get out of that inning after Wade Davis finished two awesome innings. Wade Davis is like a video game pitcher out there, isn't he? He just—it's like you're that you know super 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 good player playing against the computer on easy level and pitching to him like that. It's just unfair. One point four eight ERA now for Wade Davis. Two more strikeouts. It's just unreal. Greg Holland comes in to wrap things up, but let's talk about the top of the tenth there. Alcides Escobar, nice at bat, solid base hit up the middle off Todd Richmond. Pedro Siriaco gets nailed on the top of the head. Thankfully, he's okay. That was scary. You have first and second, Noriaoki. Congrats to him. Perfect bunt, sack bunt, moves runners over to second and third. And then Omar Infante starts the bat off the exact opposite of what Dale Swaim wants. They asked Dale Swaim earlier today, you know, what's the thing that needs to change the most? And he said one word, elevation. Elevation, wait for the ball to be up. Quit swinging at pitches down low. He says, you know, we swing at way too many pitches low in the zone. Well, Omar comes up. Runners a second, third, one out. First thing he does is swing at a ball low and away. That's ball one. you got to take that right there. That's what Pedro's preaching. Swings and misses at that, then swings and misses at another slider. Gets down 0-2, and you're thinking, oh, no, not again. Second, third, 0-2, one out. We need a, a sack fly. The infield's drawn in. You know, a solid hit ball should get through, and that's what Infante did. He worked the count back 2-2. Professional hitter. Line drive into left field over the drawn over, you know, third baseman who was in. Got the winning two runs in. The Royals held on. I'm not going to mention some more of the negative stuff, like they left the bases loaded two innings in a row in the sixth and the seventh. We're not going to go there. It was a bizarre game. The Royals left 12 men on base, but they had 14 hits, eight runs, four extra base hits. <sighs> Got the win. This one is just so hard to, to summarize. I feel like I'm forgetting like two-thirds of the game. But in summary, to me, the things that stood out were basically James Shields. Wade Davis was fantastic. The offense finally, you know, driving the baseball. And that at bat, that most people forget about, that Alex Gordon at bat. 
Think about how many times the Royals almost lost this game, too. That The umpire could have almost called Gordon out on two of those pitches. Credit to the umpire as well, and the ground ball to short. But then you look at you know other things, like the Royals came back and had leads a couple of times, and you look at the fact they've had horrible luck. They were due to have some of this happen, and I always believe that things do kind of even out as the year goes on. So the Royals got one today. But let's talk about, before we preview tomorrow, the hitting coach and the whole, you know, some people say the Titanic chair is being rearranged come on it's not that bad but the royals did of course demote pedro grafal before the game this afternoon to you know the guy in charge of the catchers now his catching instructor is that the exact title i forget the exact title but he's now in charge of the catchers dale swim goes from third base coach to hitting coach and then mike jersley goes over to become third base coach so what do we think about the new hitting coach for the royals i mean it must be the best hire ever because they scored eight runs right you and I both know, of course, it had nothing to do with anything. Just like, honestly, how much of the Royals' issues this year were because of Pedro Grafal and how much of their success last year was because of Pedro Grafal. Everyone likes to give George Brett all the credit last year for coming in. The casual fan has no idea that Pedro Grafal was the one who worked with more of the video and the, you know, the majority of the players credit him is doing the majority of the work. Even George does, too. George said, you know, Pedro is the one that's putting in all the work. I'm kind of just, you know, doing what he says. So Pedro Grafal, if he's taking a fall this year, he needs to get some credit for the Royals' second half last year. Overall, I don't think the hitting coach at the major league level really matters that much, especially on a team like this where it's not that young of a team anymore. You go through the lineup. Noria Oki, veteran. Omar Infante, veteran. Billy Butler, veteran. Alex Gordon, veteran. Alcides Escobar, veteran i mean you go on and on eric hosmer is close to being a veteran i would say one more year i would call him a vet you go through that lineup you've got a lot of guys with experience so i don't know i feel kind of bad for pedro he's a good guy he's put in a lot of work and and you hope this doesn't prevent him from getting another chance to be a heading coach later in his career he'll always have a job obviously he's a great baseball guy but it's too bad but at the same time, while I'm sad for it, I mean, it, something had to give, right? Everyone wants to say, oh, Yost should have been fired or Dayton Moore should have been fired. But the grand scheme, you know, if we all take a step back here, the Royals, while it feels like they're completely buried, they're not buried by any stretch. There's still, you know, two-thirds of the season left, and the Royals are only a few games under 500, and la di da da we know all that. So it's too early to start making massive overhauls. I know people want Ned Yost gone, but this year, by my estimation, Ned Yost maybe has lost the Royals one game. Maybe. They all say a bad manager or a good manager makes a difference of about three games a year. And you've got to give Yost some credit in some of these games, too. He's put on some hit and runs a couple of times that I thought helped to win the game. You know, tonight he brings in the pinch runner, even though everyone you know, says he shouldn't. He leaves Wade Davis in for that second inning. I mean, there's certain things he did. He does things all the time that we don't know. Had he not do them, with you know, with the Royals have lost, there's a good chance that some of these games that the Royals win, where he's made a move, that that won them a game. So it's just so hard to say what a manager really does and doesn't do for a team. So Ned's not the problem. I don't think Pedro Gafal was a problem, but something, you know, there had to be some blood, I guess, right? The casual fan had to have blood. The raging callers on the post game shows and the call in shows and on Twitter and message boards and all that had to have a change. So I think it's. You know, like, I guess it's the right move. Something had to be done, and I don't think it was time to blow out Ned yet. And we're not time for Dayton either, especially with the draft coming up. And Dayton needs to see this year through. And as long as the Royals, you know, can have a decent to good year, I think Dayton gets one more year as well. So 
Was it the right move? Probably. It was good to see the Royals keep Pedro Cafal around. I wonder how that culture is going to be, though. It's got to be kind of odd for Pedro, especially, and even Dale and some of the players. It's got to be kind of odd having them all still around. So I don't know. I think that was more of just a move in theory anyways. I think Pedro, I'd be surprised if Pedro doesn't still have a little bit of say and get asked his opinion on certain things and perhaps still help out with some certain players that he was able to get through. So that's my two cents on it. I think it was, you know, the right move, I guess. For the fan base, mainly for sanity of the fan base, <laughs> to make it look like the Royals care. I don't think it's going to matter much, but it's good to see the guys stay on. And, you know, at the end of the year, if this thing falls apart, there's going to be a new manager and a new hitting coach anyway. So to me, it's kind of just slapping a band aid or rearranging things a little bit, you know, changing some titles over. So tomorrow we got Jason Vargas going against another lefty, J.A. Happ, a tough lefty. And J.A. Happ coming off a start where he shut down. The Oakland Athletics, he's been good this year. Vargas pitching against this Blue Jays lineup with guys like Joey Batista and Edwin Encarnacion, on and on. Oh, goodness. Let's just say it's a good thing they won the game tonight. It's not looking like a real favorable matchup, but that's why they play the games. They do have a nice winning record of 3-1 and one now against Toronto after taking two out of three in Kansas City in the first game in Toronto. So maybe they have their number. We'll see tomorrow we'll have it here for you again on clubhouse conversation also be looking for an interview with steve busby that'll be on the site tomorrow as well as always appreciate you subscribing on itunes and telling people about the website and following us on twitter as well at royals clubhouse so hopefully this all made sense tonight there's a lot to cover tonight i feel kind of like i was scatterbrained throughout this dish tonight so there's a lot of things i wanted to talk about i probably forgot one or two so hopefully you know you were able to get some stuff out of this and i made complete sense you know, trying to cover all that stuff. Hopefully tomorrow will be a little bit easier and we'll be another Royals win here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good